Alright, so there seems to be a lot going on, a lot of uh, Russia making more threats again. So let's have a look. So we'll start here on Pravda, Russia. Russia-NATO war may start should Poland deploy troops to Ukraine. So Russia keeps saying that they're in a fight with NATO. And it's basically come down, this was written a few days ago, where like if Poland deploys their troops into Ukraine, we're officially at war with NATO. Alright, that's the short of it. Um, yeah, we'll get into more of it here in a minute. So, coming out here at DW, Estonia... Latvia want to buy German Iris T air defense systems. So with everything that's going on, more of these Baltic smaller NATO countries want to buy more air defense systems because they're worried about Russia basically taking back the USSR, which a lot of these smaller countries came from. So, <clears throat> the goal is to have these systems operational by 2025 for these smaller countries. RT, Ukraine claims that it will win the war with F-16s. So again, if you don't remember, like month three or four with, you know, the ghosts of Kiev, <clears throat> you know, when they were doctoring up these, um, video games showing that these fire jets taking down taking out all these Russian assets they said if we just had a handful of F-16s the war would be over and we would win and now they're saying it again if we have F-16s we'll win this war um, come here to Eurasian Times Russia-Ukraine war expands as Russia-NATO war. Moscow threatens on attacks on attacking Crimea or using F-16 fighters. Basically, Russia is telling NATO, if you send F-16s, we'll see this as complete NATO involvement in this war. <clears throat> and it's no longer us fighting Ukraine, it's us fighting NATO 100%. So again, we just had the G7 summit. This one coming from NPR. We'll come back to that one about Batmoot here in a second. So um, U.S. supports Ukraine's longtime request for F-16s. <clears throat> Now I see that the U.S. alone has contributed $37 billion to the conflict. Biden also greenlit, I believe it was Friday, greenlit training of um, Ukrainian pilots on F-16s. So, Zelensky says the city of Bakhmut is completely destroyed. Zelensky appeared on Sunday... 
came less than a day after Russian forces claimed the victory over Bakhmut. Um, Zelensky, um, you have to understand there's nothing. They destroyed everything. So Zelensky is saying that they do not occupy because it's completely destroyed. They say it looks like um, Hiroshima after the atomic bomb. So Zelensky said that moves completely destroyed and the Russians are not occupying it. Military times. Zelensky denies Ukrainian city of Bakhmut occupied by Russian forces. Um, in this article, he is stating that we're still fighting for it. Bakhmut is not occupied by Russian Federation as of today. We are not throwing people away to die. They're going for the win. So here they're saying that it's not destroyed. But Russia hasn't taken it over yet. Oh, now, okay, they've destroyed everything. There are no buildings. So you're telling me that they're not occupying it, they destroyed everything, but yet you still have people fighting for a city that there's no way to occupy. Which, again, they got to keep this up because they said that, you know, Bakhmut is the city. Like, that's... That's a gateway for Russia to come all the way through Ukraine. If you believe what was said in, you know, like, month seven of this conflict or war, whatever the hell you're calling it these days. And then finally, U.S. Department of Defense. Biden approved another $375 million to Ukraine. More... HIMARS rockets, more 155 and 105 artillery, uh, Javelin and AT-4 anti-armor systems, laser-guided rockets, demolition munitions, um, trucks and trailers to transport heavy equipment, logistical support equipment, thermal imaging systems, Spare parts and other field equipment. So, with all of that, you also, I didn't pull it up, but you have the Ukrainian defense minister has not been seen and has not telecommed into any of the meetings that he's supposed to be attending. There's some people saying that he's dead. They came out, I think it was today, yesterday, said he's critically injured and in the hospital. But they're saying it happened in one of these strikes that Russia launched. I don't think it was the one where, you know, neither side is saying that it actually happened, that, you know, Russia took out a NATO bunker which I covered that was back in April the actual attack happened in March the article was a blip on the radar for a half a day through obscure small publications that were non-Russian the Russian source picked it up from them 
but I forget which attack it was. It hasn't been seen it, but pretty much since then, Zelensky has not been in <clears throat> Ukraine. He was in Finland. He was in France. He's in Japan. Like basically, the leader of the country has said that no male that's of fighting age is allowed to leave the country, which is him, has not been in the country. So this thought of Russia can't hit the broad side of a barn. Um, I mean, it looks like they took out the defense minister with the precision hit, and since then, Zelensky has not been in the country. So you say whatever you want about Russia. But, I mean, if you think that they're bulky and can't hit the broad side of a barn, but they just took out a major person with a precision strike, I mean, what's that old adage go? I'd rather be lucky than good. So who knows? Um, another article that I read going back to the Patriot defense system and they're saying um, I forget which Pravda or Eurasia and one of them but basically they're saying that yeah US's Patriot missile defense system can't take out our um, hypersonic missiles but our hypersonic missiles can't take out their Patriot defense systems either like, we damaged it, but we didn't completely disable it. So you do have that going. Um, yeah. I've read so many articles over the last hour and a half that it's... I was like, yeah, we'll just pick out a handful. I forgot. That was kind of important because I believe that was a Russian source saying that, yeah, they can't take out our missile, but our payload's not big enough to wipe out the whole thing because, again, <clears throat> you have a dozen different components to it and you can have them all parked really really far away which I believe they said they hit one I think it was two explosions one was the radar system and one was one of the uh, launchers so I guess that's good news for the Patriot defense system but yeah so there, there's a lot of stuff going on you got NATO wanting to Basically, go over their, redo their offensive stuff, going back to kind of like the Cold War figures and stuff like that, how they're going to trap and contain um, Russia when it comes to nukes. Russia is threatening nuclear war over the F-16s or attacks on uh, Crimea. Again, it's a lot of saber rattling again with the, you know, we'll nuke you comes down to it um, again I've read articles that were like it's too soon for Poon to push the red button we have to wait for the right time so yeah it's it's all over the place just make sure that you're prepared because again if World War 3 breaks out and we send all of our troops and stuff over to Europe again I hope you know how to garden because like in World War II, all of our supplies were going over to the war effort. So everyone had their victory gardens. So you might want to make sure you have your gardens, you're ready, you're prepared. 
Um, I just put up some new, um, like, uh, new PDFs over on the Pirate Prepping Crew. The, uh, I think it's like the Urban Homesteading Hand Guide or something. A bunch of gardening and a bunch of stuff that's, you know, gardening in smaller locations. Which, again, if I remember right, you need between a quarter and a half an acre can feed an entire person for an entire year. So when you think about, yeah, it's a lot of space, but at the same time, that's not a lot of space. If you already have like rice and beans and other stuff stocked up, having the garden's a supplement for all that stuff. So make sure you're preparing food, water, shelter, self-defense, uh, power, cooking, heat, whatever you're going to need to survive because, again, country's going to hell in a handbag. You also have stuff like over here at the defense.gov. Uh, where is it? Uh, let's just go back to our homepage. Where deputy secretary to travel to Alaska. The, you know, to discuss quality of life issues with service members and meet with experts who are looking at how climate change will affect DOD's ability to defend the region. Um, okay. Let's say the globe is heating up. You'll run into a problem where, you know, if you don't have those ice roads, you can't get to certain spots. But you always have boats. And then... Spotlight tackling climate change or climate crisis. Again, if they just cut the switch on fossil fuels tomorrow, you're looking at mass extinction across the world. Almost everything you use in your daily life comes from the oil and gas industry. Plastics, cosmetics, fuels, uh, prescriptions, pretty much everything that you use is a byproduct. So be ready, be prepared, stock up on anything while there's still time. So yeah, be smart, be prepared, stay safe. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you on the next one.